Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Warning. Guests of The Roy Green Show may experience the truth, being in the hot seat, and in some cases, crying. The Roy Green Show continues on the Chorus Radio Network. Thank you for making us part of your weekend on the Chorus Radio Network. Later on, you can hear an incredible story of the surrogate parenting, or surrogate parenting and um, some there was an abortion that was urged for surrogate parents who said no. This is when doctors said, uh, "Look, if, you, if the child is born, the child's going to be born with significant medical health issues." So. Terminating the pregnancy is the best bet, and the surrogate parents said no. And they now have the child, and for three years. It's an incredible story you're going to hear it later on. Um, following our broadcast last month, on the sentiment of some Albertans and Western Canadians, and you heard them, considering or supporting separation from Canada over the Energy East pipeline issue, the um, decline of the oil sands, and what is viewed by many in the West as federal government indifference, I um, received an email and then spoke with uh, Lakeland, Alberta MP Shannon Stubbs, conservative MP. She contacted me and started to tell me some of the challenges her constituents north of Edmonton are facing. So I put the two together and I thought, you know, this is something we need to talk about. And then I watched our prime minister in, in Washington this week. And first of all, it's useful for the Prime Minister of Canada to have a good working relationship with the President of the United States. That's a given. So there was some use in uh, Mr. Trudeau's visit to Washington. What you have to keep in mind is the current occupant of the White House is going to be gone in seven months. He's going to be replaced by someone. And if it's Donald Trump, it's not going to be an easy ride for Mr. Trudeau. And if it's Ted Cruz, it won't be an easy ride. If it's John Kasich, it won't be an easy ride. If it's Bernie Sanders, it won't be an easy ride. If it's Hillary Clinton, it will be an easy ride. But I watched our Prime Minister speak at the American Center for Progress. Why he was there, I don't know. Well, I I do know why he was there. Because Canada 2020, the liberal think tank, booked him there. So he was the guest of honor at the American Center for Progress. And the American Center for Progress, as we talked to you about last weekend, has consistently and insistently described the uh, Alberta oil sands as tar sands and uh, the oil from the sands as being dirty oil. But the Prime Minister goes there. And on the board of directors of the American Center for Progress is Tom Steyer, a billionaire who owns a company called GenX. And they're creating, as I understand it, um, renewables energy stuff. Mr. Steyer could probably explain it a lot better than I can. Anyway, he has consistently lobbied against Keystone XL. Hmm. But there's our Prime Minister, Justin Trudeau, and he's the guest of honor, and they're fating him, and uh, he's lapping it up, and then he engages, he does a little speech, a little, hi, how are you? And then he settles in for a Q&A with the CEO of the CAP, the Center for American Progress. And did he uh, say anything positively about the oil sands? Knowing that this is a critical issue and a critical concern in our in our national economy and certainly for the people of Alberta and Western Canada. Did he say anything positively about it? No, he did not. 
He said nothing about it. Did he say anything about pipelines? Mr. Steyer obviously is against them. The Prime Minister of Canada sat there. The Prime Minister of Canada sat there, and he said not a word about pipelines. I watched the whole thing. At least I watched what the CAP put online on YouTube. Not a word. The only thing that I heard come out of Trudeau's mouth that had to do with the economic chaos for many residents and businesses in the area was to virtually whisper these words, quote, folks out of work because of low oil prices. That's it. Not one word in defense of or promotion of the oil sands and or pipelines. Not a word from the Prime Minister of Canada and our national media gave him a pass. What I saw again and again, or at least, yeah, I did actually see it again and again. I saw it more than more than twice, more than thrice. Trudeau speaking at a think tank. Please. If you're going to do a big story about him being at American University, if you're going to just do a goopy piece after goopy piece about him being at the White House and grinning from ear to ear over the fabulous food at the state dinner, at least tell the tell your constituents, tell your customers that he was at the center for American progress and what they are about and what he said there. They won't, I just did. So I um I spoke with Shannon Stubbs. I think it was Thursday. I think it was Thursday. We spoke for over an hour, Shannon. Yes, we did. <laughs> and I and I I valued that conversation and I thank you for getting in touch with me. And here you are, a rookie member of Parliament. You were elected for the first time uh, last October, right? Yes. And you're not sitting back and saying, I'm not going to say anything on behalf of my constituents. You just got right into it. And, uh, and, I, and I appreciate that, and I thank you for coming on the show today. Could we start, please? I'll ask you about some other things as we go along, but could you please give us an idea? Because remember what the Prime Minister of Canada said, the only words that came out of his mouth that had anything to do with what's going on in Alberta, what's going on in the all sands, what's going on with pipelines, what's going on with our economy in the West that is resource-based, quote, folks out of work because of low oil prices. That's all he said. Would you please put some context to that? Give us an example, please, of, of what it is you're seeing in your Lakeland constituency. Tell our, tell our listeners where you are geographically, how it relates to the oil sands, and what you're seeing going on among your constituents with these, as the Prime Minister says, folks out of work because of low oil prices. Well, I just want to start by thanking you, Roy, for uh, bringing attention to these issues and providing a forum where this can be discussed, uh, both by elected representatives, but importantly by uh, by Canadians across the country. I I find this evasion um, just based on low oil prices to be very, very troubling because, of course, it's not that simple. And the uh, the downturn in the energy sector, which is rippling across all sectors and across Canada, is a result of a number of factors, and and uh, in great part by the federal government's both inconsistency and additional regulatory and fiscal burdens. But uh, my riding in Lakeland stretches from about an hour east of Edmonton at Bruderheim, where the Northern Gateway Pipeline would have started, um, stretches all the way to the Saskatchewan border and includes the Alberta side of Lloydminster. And it covers 
places like Boyle and Bonneville and St. Paul, Vermilion, Elk Point, and everywhere in between. So they're primarily farming and uh, and rural communities, which are fueled by forestry manufacturing and mostly by heavy oil, conventional oil, and gas development. And the oil sands are to the north of us and then also uh, also in Saskatchewan um, in our neighboring ridings. So my riding and the ridings around mine are really ground zero for what's going on in, uh, in the energy sector downturn. And so for me, I sometimes get a little bit heated, I think, in the House of Commons. And if you're wondering why, it's because it's not an issue of statistical reports or headlines. For me, it, I live side by side with humble, hardworking, generous um, people who have worked all their lives to contribute so much to the whole country in jobs, in spin-off employment, in R&D, and in expertise, and of course in billions of dollars of revenue, who are now struggling um, to a degree that I've certainly never seen before in my lifetime. So, you know, last week I talked to a, a father from Lloydminster. He has worked in the oil patch all his life. He ha- he runs his own service and supply company. And he told me last month was exponentially worse than all the months before, which were already difficult. Business dropped 50% for him in one month. And, you know, I've, I'm hearing stories now of, uh, of uh, older workers who have been in the patch for a while who are voluntarily, voluntarily quitting to try to preserve jobs for, uh, for men and women who are just at the beginning of their careers. Um, you know, there's a local business owner here who estimates about about a year ago he between direct employers and con, uh, employees and contractors he would have provided employment for about 150 people and now he is trying to transition and he's only been able to keep five on and you know I know uh, I know a young woman who works in the local bank and her husband uh, works for one of the big multinational oil and gas developers he's held on to his job and they have him first on the list for any contract service work that they need. But he's worked about, you know, a week in the past six months. And I, I just think what's really jarring, though, is, of course, this, this is an area that is the heartbeat of the economic engine of Alberta and of the country. So they're hardworking and proud people who, who just want to go back to work and they want to do all the things they've always done for, uh, for Alberta and for all of Canada. These are these are our fellow Canadians. These yeah. are these are hardworking, as you say, real people. Now let's think about this: somebody who employed 150 people now employing five. Yeah. Someone else who lost 50 percent of his business last month. You can't stay in business for very long. If you lose 50 percent of your business in one month, you're going to be gone in two months. Or if, yeah. if your savings, if you if you blow through your savings, you might hang on for a little while longer. But but the writing is on the wall. So we have a prime minister who goes and speaks, has a wonderful dinner with the, with the President of the United States. I don't begrudge him his little truffles and all the other stuff. Um, and then he goes and he speaks to the American uh, Center for uh, the Center for American Progress, where they have constantly derided, constantly said negative things, constantly uh, spoken down about the oil sands, where the man on their board of directors, Tom Steyer, billionaire, hey, good for him, successful businessman, clearly a man with a brain, 
and uh, and great ability and a strong environmentalist. All that's good stuff. But he has consistently spoken out against Keystone XL. Does our prime minister say anything to those people where the <laughs> which is his audience, his progressive audience. Does he say anything positive about the oil sands? Does he say anything about what you just told us about those Canadians who are desperately in, 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 in desperate trouble? No. He talks about folks out of work because of the low oil prices. That's it. Does he say anything positively about pipelines? Not a word. He had a captive audience. He could have made a difference. He could have said something, Shannon, and he didn't. Please hold on. I have to take a break. We'll come back. We're going to talk more with Shannon Stubbs. Then I'm going to open the phone lines to you because... Because I want to. And I have some questions for you as well. And there are people in Alberta who are struggling tremendously. These are our fellow Canadians, Saskatchewan as well. And folks, if you think that is what, what is happening, that the, the, the difficulties, the, the challenges that are happening in Alberta are not going to hit the rest of the country, they already have. But if you don't think it's going to have an effect on your life, wakey, wakey. We'll come right back. Don't let his bark fool you. Roy has a softer side, too. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Mr. Trudeau's presentation of the Center for American Progress went on for over an hour. Had he spent three minutes, three minutes... Had he spent three minutes talking about the distress and the challenges that are taking place in, uh, in the oil patch? Had he spent three minutes on it, but he talked about the Canadians who are struggling. To his progressives and his audience, I would have given him all the credit in the world. Had he spent one minute, I would have been pleased. He spent no time on it. Prime Minister, what do you say? Um, at the Roy Green Show on Twitter, uh, Oil Man Adam. At the Roy Green Show, live in Lakeland, work in oil field, staffing currently at 10 to 20 percent of 2014, with pipeline, which he staff at 40 to 60 percent of 2014. Not a word, not a word from Mr. Trudeau. Not a word. Nothing. Is that number correct, Shannon? Shannon Stubbs, Member of Parliament, Conservative Member of Parliament for Lakeland, Alberta. Is that number correct? I believe so. I think well, like, we need to put this in context, too, to, to just get exactly what is going on out here. You know, Please. in 2009, like, Alberta created one half of the country's entire job creation that year. So um, now we had 22,000 full-time jobs la- lost last month alone. Over 100,000 jobs have been lost in the energy sector across the country. In, you know, to put this, to really get a sense of this, um, the, like the revenue lost in Canada's oil and gas sector in 2015 was about $60 billion. That's the equivalent of losing the entire auto sector from our economy. So I think the reason there is a very high level of frustration in Western provinces and in other provinces that are you know, are directly dependent on energy, natural resource development, is that, you know, we probably would suggest that if this scale and magnitude of losses happened in any other sector, in any other province, it would be the number one priority of the federal government. But as you say, our, our prime minister is not not making the case for market access. He's not becoming a proponent of the, the real track record of energy development in Canada. 
and development of the oil sands, which frankly is something that all Canadians can be proud of. We are world-leading experts in responsible energy development and the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions in, uh, in stewarding the use of water, the use of land in reclamation uh, for decades. In, in Alberta in particular, uh, people from all over the world, both private sector and and uh, in, in nation-owned uh, energy developers, have come to Alberta to learn both about our R&D and technology and um, adapt them in, in their different okay, Shannon, uh, resource I... development, but also our regulatory best practices. Okay, I have to jump in because we're going to take a break yeah. in two minutes, and then we're going to include phone calls. But there's always going to be a certain amount of party politics in play. So, had the had the election turned around in, two, in October of last year, had there been a majority conservative government with Stephen Harper back in as prime minister, what would a conservative government do, be doing differently now from what the Liberals? I know he wouldn't have been speaking to the American the, the Center for Progress or the Center for American Progress, and he probably wouldn't have had a state dinner from offered by Mr. Obama. But what would Stephen Harper be doing differently? Without a doubt, being an unequivocal proponent for our actual track record achievements in energy development and the critical importance of access to uh, to uh, international markets to increase our customer base, because it's critical to the long-term prosperity and sustainability to the sector that underpins our entire economy. And uh, moving forward on reducing the regulatory and fiscal burden so that the energy sector can can move through this period of of low oil prices. Instead, this government's making it worse. Okay, so people would say, you're in power for 10 years. We have what we have. So would Stephen Harper really have made been able to been able to make a difference? What I what I'm getting at here is what troubled me was just the fact that we have the current new prime minister being fated in, 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 in Washington and in the United States. He has a perfect opportunity to say something positive, to, to deliver a positive message about yeah. our resource industry. He didn't do it in Davos. He talked about resourcefulness. He didn't, yeah. do, it, he didn't do it in Washington at the, at, the, at the Center for American Progress. It was a perfect opportunity for him to do it. He failed to do it. He failed, the, he failed everybody. He failed everyone. And I have to say... There has to be some agenda at play here. Please stay with us. Shannon Stubbs is going to come back. Conservative member. Do you know how do you know how infrequent it is for me to hear from a member of parliament? I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. Because they don't call me. They don't. They don't email me. There's, they make a hundred mile detour around me most of the time. I'm so pleased to hear from her. If you're a liberal MP and want to talk, you're an NDP MP, get in touch with me. It's not hard. Roy at RoyGreenshow.com. Or right now, you want to talk about this? If you're an, a member of Parliament, I'm right at the other end of 888-225-8255, okay? Right at the other end of 888-225-8255, or at the other end of 416-870-6400. I'm right here. If you're an elected member of Parliament, and you want to say something, if you're a Liberal or NDP MP, particularly if you're a Liberal MP, want to stand up for your Prime Minister, call. We'll come right back. Compassionate, caring, and cuddly. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Did I just hear somebody say cuddly in the same sentence as my name? Wow. Last hour, they had me shooting bears, I think. 
Well, now it's shooting bears. Anyway. Thanks for joining us. Roy Green Show, Chorus Radio Network. We're talking about what's going on in Alberta. We're talking about what's, what the Prime Minister of Canada said in uh, in Washington at the Center for American Progress, which is nothing um, to say anything about supporting the uh, the oil industry and uh, our natural resource industry and the pipelines. And By the way, I'm not going to refight the uh, election campaign of last year. It's not about Stephen Harper. It's about Justin Trudeau. And I just asked Shannon Stubbs, conservative member of parliament, new member of parliament for Lakeland, Alberta, about what she expected uh, the, if Stephen Harper was still prime minister, what he would have what he would have done. Shannon, usually what happens during a break is my guests have something they think about that they really want to get out and, and say. So before we go to the calls, by the way, 888 is the number to call. 888 or 416-870-6400. Say your piece. If you want to defend Stephen uh, or if you want to defend Justin Trudeau, do it. If you want, I'm not talking about Harper, I'm talking about Trudeau. And if you're a member of parliament, a liberal MP, there's lots of them across the country. There's a whole bunch of them. There's over three, no, not over 300, 300 MPs. There, how many liberal MPs are there, Shannon? It's 186 uh, or something? <laughs> just seems like a huge wall so, when we're in there. It's, a, whole, it's a huge wall. So we have a huge wall of liberal MPs. Alberta. There's four in Alberta. Okay. If, if any of the Alberta MPs want to call in, I suggest you call 416-870-6400 if you're a liberal MP. Call in. And if you want to tackle uh, what, what Shannon Stubbs is saying on the air right now, do it. If you want to defend your prime minister, do it. Or if you're an MP from anywhere, liberal MP anywhere else in the country, call 416-870-6400. We'll get through. And if you're not a liberal MP and you're masquerading as a liberal MP, we have some trick questions for you before we'll put you on the air. So, so consider that. Not trick questions. It's just a skill testing question. So was there something you wanted to say, Shannon, before we take some calls? Well, I just think I'm just happy that you have taken the time to show the gap between the words and what the what the government is actually doing. You know, Canada has a choice to make. We can be the provider of energy to the world's ever-growing demand. It'll continue to increase over the next several uh, decades. We have a world-leading track record on responsible energy development. We have world-leading regulatory best practices. We have the safest pipelines in the world. Um, our federal government can become a proponent, uh, you know, particularly on this Energy East pipeline to, uh, okay. to advocate for market access and to and to reduce our dependency on foreign oil to secure our energy sufficiency. And so, but it has to be and led. That would link us all right across the country. It has to be led by the guy in the corner office in Parliament, because ultimately he's going to be the one that's going to shape the policy for his party. He's the Prime Minister of Canada. When I heard, when I had my three Alberta guests on the air last month, and they talked about the sentiment that they were starting to embrace, and that is Western separation from Canada, and I heard more and more and more of the same, and I saw it on Twitter, and I saw it in email, it really started to concern me tremendously, because Ronna Ambrose told us on the air shortly before that, that Energy East was a national unity issue, and I'm starting to hear that it is. So when I hear this level of concern for my fellow Canadians who happen to be in the West. I want them. I want them heard, and I want. I want. I want the rest of us to hear it. And we. Are, this program airs on uh, News Talk 770 in Calgary and 6:30 Chat in Edmonton, two of the great radio stations in Western Canada, um, two best radio stations in Alberta, from my perspective as a radio talk show host. Scott is in Sherwood Park, Park Alberta. I almost said Sherwood Bark. Scott, go ahead, please. Hi, Roy. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. And uh, I also wanted to thank you for, uh, you know, the last couple of weeks you've been raising the issues that are happening out in Alberta. And 
it's nice to see that somebody's actually paying attention to what's going on here. From Quebec. Uh, so basically, uh, you know, I, I haven't worked since December. I got laid off in December, and uh, in my, I'm a union member. I, can't, I guess uh, we got 8,000 electricians, and 3,400 of them are, are without work right now. So, you know, I guess coming from our point of view, uh, what would be nice is if, you know, the Prime Minister maybe spent a little bit more time at home trying to get this Energy East pipeline hammered out and, uh, you know, looked into extending EI benefits uh, for, for those people that are unemployed. I know that's kind of a temporary solution, but I think this thing hit really hard and really fast. And if you extended the EI benefits, that would give these people enough time to kind of plan on what they're going to do. Because right now what's happening is these EI benefits are running out and the people weren't prepared for it. You know, that's that's just kind of the way I'm looking at it. He has to be the chief salesman, chief salesperson, in his case he's a man, so I said salesman. I'll probably get attacked for being gender specific. But he has to be the chief proponent of our natural resources in an industry. He has to get out and he has to sell it. He has to sell it in this country. He has to sell it to Denny Kader and the rest of the 81 mayors in the Montreal area. He has to sell it to the, the, to the premier of Quebec, Philippe Couillard, who's in a, between a rock and a hard place. I don't think Couillard is against Energy East, but he's dealing with a political reality. So when he's calling for Energy East to pass provincial um, uh, environmental muster, he, he's buying time. Justin Trudeau could step up and, and, and provide some support uh, for, for Quiar and put the heat on, on, on Kader. But your reality, Scott, is you haven't had a job since, you haven't worked since December, right? Correct, yes. And again, how many electricians in your union are without work now? So we have 8,000 members total, 3,400 at the moment are without work. And uh, last, last uh, let's say last July, how many were working? Uh, uh, you know, I can't tell. Most you. of them? I can't remember that. Uh, yeah, it was definitely, well, I would say it was probably, we had 2,400 probably without work right around that time. Okay. So you have, yeah. a, you have, a, you have an in-demand skill and yes. you can't find a job. And you can't yeah. find a job because the work's drying up. Exactly. And there's a lot of people, and that's just within the union. Now, you know, outside the union, there's probably another 10,000 guys without work right now, right across the province. That's big. That's just electricians. That's big. Yeah. Okay, Scott. Scott, I'm I'm, I'm with you. We have to to prevail on our prime minister to go and sell uh, what we have to offer to the world, and it's considerable. We didn't suddenly just lose our ability to provide the world what it requires, and it still requires oil. Scott, thank you very much. Shannon? Well, you know, the the other thing is sort of what Scott's alluded to. There's a whole, in addition to the concerns I'm hearing about EI, there are a whole uh, a whole bunch of folks who are individual contractors. So they don't apply, for, you know, they don't qualify for EI support at all. And, you know, that's sort of a hidden loss that I don't think is being fully accounted for, um, certainly through the service and supply sector. But, you know, when Scott talks about all those people out of work, the other thing is that that impacts all the other sectors. That's impacting retail, hotels, 
uh, groceries. I heard from the mayor of St. Paul it's even impacting, you know, the sale of chips, like, throughout this region. Yeah. It's impact. It, and it's, gonna, it's going to impact the rest of the country. Anything. It will impact the, the entire country. Do you find, um, before yeah. I take another call, just a quick answer to this question. Do you find, um, do you have a sense that in the rest of the country people care about what's happening in the West? Central Canada, Eastern Canada, Atlantic Canada, do you have a sense that they care? Um, Maybe not a fair question, but just... Um, I, I, it sort of depends, I think, on where, where they make their livelihood. I'm starting to hear from individuals and on social media that they care. Um, but, you know, I, I think that the, my experience with the federal government members when you talk about these things is that they turn into a bunch of robots reciting talking points. So they okay. are not showing that yet. All right. We have a dearth of liberal MPs calling in. A dearth. That's uh, like zero. <laughs> Larry in High River, Alberta. Hey, Larry. Hey, good afternoon. How are you? Thanks good, for sir. How are you? Call. Yeah. I'm good. Um, yeah, it's uh, Trudeau will never do anything that's good for the West. Like his old man, he he really detests the West, like Kretschmann. Do you really? Be, I mean, do you really believe that? I really believe that. Absolutely, Kretschmann outwardly said he didn't like dealing with those uh, people out west. And you know what? When, really, when you think of it, if I put if I put twenty of your friends in a room, would they say the same thing? Would oh, they say that uh, they oh, believe here? the Absolutely. Prime Minister of Canada doesn't care about the West? Would they say that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. I, like when I go into the coffee shops now, I'm retired. And the older people, the, the, the talk is unbelievable against the federal government. It's, it's terrible. When, I, when you look at the stores, how less and less shoppers there are, it's affecting everybody. People that have had to take 30 and 40 percent rollbacks, it's just unbelievable. Do you believe that Stephen Harper would have been made a difference, that Stephen Harper could have done a better job? Because what I'm getting at here, and what I'm talking about here on this segment, is what I feel was a terrible performance by the Prime Minister in uh, in Washington at the Center for American Progress. I'm not talking about his, although I, I, I will say to you, what I don't see anything positively coming out of the man when it comes to Energy East or, or properly understanding what's happening in the West. Um do you, do you think Stephen Harper would have done a better job? Oh, I, I firmly believe so. I think he's probably one of the best prime ministers this country has ever uh, ever had. Do you have any hope that Do you have any hope that Justin Trudeau is going to get it? No, no, he does, he doesn't have the uh, have have the intelligence, unfortunately. And the thing well, that's is, that's a sweeping too, statement. Look at the people that are behind him. Really, who's calling the shots? It's really Gerald Butts. When it gets, I don't know. You don't know either. Well, we we don't know, John. We'd like to Gerald, think the Prime Gerald. Minister's calling the shots. No, Gerald Butts. We'd like the to think the Prime Minister's calling the shots. No, 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 no. He's uh, he's just a little dummy sitting there with his... That's not very nice. But I... Do you hear that a lot, Shannon? Do you hear, do you hear a little anger? Is there, cause, because you know, your, your, your interim leader, Rana Ambrose, said on this program that Energy East, for example, is a national unity issue. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Well, I'm hearing that coming up again. Well, it is. It's a it's an opportunity for a nation building project that would link us right across the country and uh, and help us fulfill our important global role as an energy provider as well. But yeah, the sentiment that the caller is just expressing, I would say, is echoed among the vast majority of my constituents, without a doubt. If and uh, one one more question, then I have to take a break. When you, if you were to drive through your, and it's a huge constituency, Lakeland, right? It's big. Mm-hmm. Geographically, mm-hmm. it's huge. If you were to drive through your constituency, would you find that there is what percentage of unemployment would you find? Do you think? I don't know what the percent is, but I can tell you. Um, 
I can tell you just from having been out in the communities, you know, last year the biggest problem was actually finding workers. They were scrambling for any Canadian who would work as well as temporary foreign workers. And and uh, the streets were packed. You couldn't get a hotel room if you didn't book a, a year ahead of time. And now um, now people are desperate everywhere. And food banks are up and people are out of work and people are losing contracts. Sure. And, um, yeah, it's so, dire straits in, in Lakeland. So the reason I ask that is that people are ready to work. They are willing to work. They do know how to work. They know what has to be done. We just have to get the people at the front end of the of the deal to get the contract signed and to go out and make the sales pitches. And, and the way you do that is not to ignore the issue entirely when you're standing in front of an influential group of progressives in Washington, D.C., which Mr. Trudeau did. We'll take a break and come back. He's like a superhero without the costume. This is the Roy Green Show on the Chorus Radio Network. Do you remember the 1960s? If you just answered yes, you weren't there. I was there. And it was a hell of a time to be a young guy in his teens. It was a great time. We're going to talk about the 60s in the next hour, and we're going to have a, one of the members of the British Music Invasion joining us, Billy J. Kramer, who uh, had some of his songs produced by George Martin, who died a few days ago, and uh, was one of the legendary, Sir George Martin, legendary music producers, including uh, producing Hard Day's Night for the Beatles. Well, Billy J. Kramer is going to be joining us, and Paul Levinson from um, Fordham University, communications and media professor, who's also a recording artist. I mean, I've got we got a song from Paul from the 70s. And uh, Paul was actually the one who got Billy J. Kramer to come on the show. So we're going to have a little fun with that coming up in the next hour. Before we get to our calls again, here's what I want all of you who are living with daily joint pain to do. It won't take more than a couple of minutes, and it could change your life for the better, much better. You've heard me tell you that for more than four years, I've used Sierra Cell Joint Formula 14 to eliminate joint pain. I, you know, I don't even know what joint pain feels like anymore. You've heard me tell you Sierra Cell is the number one bestseller at many natural products retailers nationally. And why? Because it works. But take a moment and visit sierracell.ca and read the testimonials from people like, well, like you and me. And from world-beating professional athletes and amateur puck shooters, read how Sierra Sill improves their lives and helps them set records. Then you call 1-877-ROY-1020. That's 1-877-ROY-1020. Order your own Sierra Sill and add your success story to this very impressive list. Sierra Sill is also available at Rexall Pharmacies and London Drugs. That's Sierra like the mountains, and then you just add an S and I and an L. And we haven't forgotten your buddies. Sierra Sill Pet Shoes will get them moving pain-free again. Make the call, one eight seven seven roy 1020 and Sierra Sill. We're back with Shannon Stubbs, Conservative Member of Parliament for Lakeland, Alberta. And uh, John is calling in from Edmonton. John, go ahead, please. Well, first off, I'd like to thank you for what you do and thank Shannon as well. Um, it's a tough fight out here in, in Western Canada in the oil patch. Um, I'm... I work for a company that's attached to the drill bit pretty closely, and it started about back in, I'm going to say a year ago, year and a half ago, where we started to see a decline. Uh, we're probably sitting 25% of what we were in 2014, 2015. You've lost 75% of what you had, of what you were? Yep. yep. 
And we're in an industry that's attached to workforce housing, so right on the front lines. Uh, how do you survive? I mean, how do you lose, how do you survive when you lose seventy five percent of your of your action in less than two years? We cut our. You know, I'm, I'm one of the executives, and my, I'm tasked daily on where can I find efficiencies. And unfortunately, overhead is where that's at, and and we're we're cutting. John, what do you want? What do you want from your prime minister? What do you want from Mr. Trudeau? What opportunity did he not well, take? First off, I, I got to stop you there because I can't use the, the word Trudeau. That's a swear word in my house. It's a swear word from my mom's era. Um, I call him Justin, which I'm sure my son will learn that that's a swear word when he's older. Justin's a puppet. He's a puppet for the entitled liberal party. Okay, no, 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 please. I, I, can we? Because I have less than a minute. Can we just set? I, I, can we set the anger aside and just tell me what you want from him? I want him to stand up for the industry that that drives this country, the oil and gas industry. I want him to stand up to Obama and say. You know, we're a clean industry. We're environmentally responsible. We have the best and safest pipelines, and we're a hard-working bunch that, that uh, you know, is out there every day trying to, you know, earn their way. Yeah. I understand. I understand your anger. John, I'm sorry i got to cut you off because we're out of time. I wish, I wish you all the very best, and I wish you were a more proactive prime minister, too. Thank you. I won't let go of this, okay? Thank you, John. Shannon, I, I have to, we only have about 10 seconds. Uh, please go ahead. Thank you, Roy. You know, the last thing I would say is this isn't just an Alberta issue. There are thousands of companies, businesses, people who do, uh, who rely directly on the oil sands and on energy development in Alberta in every single province. And all the revenue derived from energy development okay. lifts the standard of living of every person in every community in Canada. So that's why it's so important for the Prime Minister to stand up, to fight for our track record, to fight okay. for market access, and to be proud of what we do. I thank you for calling me. I thank you for getting in touch with me. You're one of the few MPs who's ever done that. And the country needs to know what's going on and what's happening to our fellow Canadians. Thank you, Shannon. We'll stay in touch. Thank you, Roy. Shannon Stubbs, Conservative MP for Lakeland, Alberta. We'll come back and tell you a little bit more about the next hour in just a minute.